Once again, we venture into the fast lane of dating, driving our 12-cylinder, 2,000-horsepowered carbon-spewing compendium of experience and advice on all things to do with love, the single life, and how to make the best of it. Yes, welcome to another edition of Date Advisor. Our digital dating debaters today are long-term single girl about town, Siobhan, and our Twitter scribes, with so much dating data at their disposal, are the eponymous Tinder girl and the equally nominative bumbling dad. Uh, I'm John, by the way. I'm here simply to see fair play, which isn't as easy as it sounds when, of course, nobody actually knows what the rules are. But welcome, one and all. We have moved on to the excellence of G and H in our dating alphabet. And G is a is an easy one to grab hold of. Of course, it stands for ghosting. And I suspect we all know what ghosting is. But anyone want to offer me a definition? It's when so you, someone you're dating just disappears without any word. Yes, and, and, and does not return texts and may even block you. It is, it is the two C's, cowardly and depressingly common, I suspect. Have you been ghosted? Yes, I've been ghosted so many times I need an exorcism. I mean, it just, <laughs> it, it seems to be the thing that goes with online dating, really. Certainly it was not, not something I'd ever experienced in real life. Um, before online dating. But yeah, it seems to be uh, just whether it's just the very early days of you're just chatting with someone on an app and you haven't exchanged numbers yet and they suddenly disappear um, to going on a few dates with someone and they just suddenly stop replying. If it gets to that stage, I always call them out. I have to say, I do. I do say, you know, it's just polite, isn't it, to let people know you're not interested. Do people and respond to that or are they so embarrassed by of, that point they uh, just go, ooh, no, I can't reply now? I've had, I've had, I've actually, ten, people tend to because what, they don't like being called out and they don't like to be the baddie. So uh, one response I had to that was, oh, yeah, no, no, I was going to message you, but um, I wasn't quite sure what to say and blah, blah, blah. And one guy actually said, oh, no. I really like you. I'm not ghosting you at all. I would never do that. And then breadcrumbed me for a few days and then ghosted me. <laughs> you, you might need to define breadcrumbed because we didn't uh, cover that under the bees. We didn't, no. So breadcrumbing is when you reply sporadically to text messages, just giving a little breadcrumb here and there to um, keep that person interested or pretend that you're interested when actually it's like a slow ghost. Really. Have so you ghosted anyone yourself, Tinder Girl? I don't think so. I think I've always been honest, but I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to swear by that, but I don't think so, because I don't think it's necessary. It's really easy. Even though it makes you feel, you know, your heart pounds a little bit when you're about to send the rejection text. But once it's done, it's done. And if you need a if you need a copy and paste, then just do that. <laughs> Is that really awful? Bumbling Dad, have you ghosted or have you been ghosted? Um, very much both. I have to hold my hands up and say that, again, when I was first newly single and dating again back in um, sort of five or six years ago, I without doubt ghosted more, I guess, in the early stages of dating app conversation. But 
I have been guilty of going on first dates and saying, yeah, that's really nice, I'd like to do it again, and then never, ever contacting the person again um, because I haven't been feeling it. For the last, I would like to say, in order to big myself up here now, for the last several years, I think I've um, grown a pair and been a little bit more honest and direct about things. Um, that doesn't mean that I haven't been ghosted myself. Again, not at any critical stage, but there have been times when I've been on a first date and been quite keen to see the other person again and kind of disappointed and surprised when um, when the ticks don't turn blue. In fact, to the point that I've changed my WhatsApp settings so that now I can neither see nor be seen in terms of whether a message has been read. No, I did notice about that when I, when I messaged you and I thought, how rude. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have sent you that picture. Bumbling Dad, can I ask? Can, Bumbling Dad, can I ask why you didn't bother getting in touch with people when you weren't interested? What's the What's the thing there? Oh, I feel I should be lying on a couch and paying you large amounts of money for this. <laughs> um, I mean, you're not. You're very welcome to. So we forgot to tell you it's like a therapy session, but just no, no money changes hands. <laughs> oh, well, that's perfect in that case. Um, the honest truth, because I was naive and I hadn't been on a date in 20, the best part of 20 years, and or at least I hadn't dated. And I think, and actually the, the sort of frequency and... Um, certainly when I first started dating, I mean, it was the classic kind of kid in a candy store mm. arrangement, I guess, where you, you know, where you swipe madly and end up talking to lots of people. And I arranged lots of dates in kind of military fashion for the first few months that I was single. And I guess I just hadn't got my head around how to handle a mature and appropriate way to tell people that, you know, that was nice, but actually I don't want to see you again. Thank you very much. Um, so really as simple as that, naivety and and the fact that I just hadn't got to grips with this whole new world of, of meeting new people and telling them I didn't like them. So my little discovery this week was actually something that Tinder Girl has been talking about, which is you don't ghost people, Tinder Girl. What you do is, is Casper people. And can I explain I? that? Well, you do, <laughs> because... Do we remember who Casper was? We do, the friendly ghost. ghost. Yes. So Casper is friendly ghosting when someone tells you they're going to disappear and it's a little more compassionate than simply ghosting somebody. So the act of Caspering can now be added to our dictionary as well, which oh, I rather liked. I think that's unfair. I don't want to be a Casper um, because you're, you're essentially just rejecting people. Does it not depend on, on, on how you're disappearing? If, if you're Caspering insofar as, well, I'm now off to South America to uh, you know, research toucans, <laughs> but you know, and there'll, be no, there'll be no 4G signal, so it may you be a while. You have received my copy and paste. <laughs> <laughs> Twice now. Siobhan, we haven't asked you about ghosting experiences with you. Um, yes, I've probably been, well, I was ghosted this this summer, actually, very, um, very unexpectedly and very disappointing for me by somebody who I could say I had a spectacular first date with and, and who actually said to me, for clarity, I would like to see you again. Mm. And um, and then just, you know, you can tell when they're becoming evasive and uh, you can tell when the rate of the texting is not the same push and pull that it was, mm. you know, before you met and all the rest of it. So, yes, I was very disappointed by that. But I have become braver, older, wiser. I used to call them out on it. I don't anymore because I can't be bothered. It's too much, you know, waste of emotion on my part. And I also think, well, you know, a week ago, two weeks ago, I didn't even know you existed. So why am I going to 
you know, waste any waste any time on somebody who clearly doesn't want to be with me. But we'd had such a great time, um, and uh, I just couldn't understand why I wasn't more upfront about it. Whereas, I think I'm very brave about it now, and I just think it's kinder. And when I very first started doing this, a girlfriend of mine who'd actually met her husband online um, some years ago, you know, I said it was. I mean, this was when I did it when it was the Times Encounters before the apps sort of started. And I said to her, what do you say if you're really not interested? And she said, well, I've found one of the best things to say is I've had a really nice time. It's very nice to meet you, but I really don't see anything romantic happening between us. And I actually think it's quite a nice, neutral, not horribly rejection-y way of saying things. And so I've, I've kind of started doing that. And I, I've started now doing it in the flesh on the night or the day at the end of the day, rather than the angst of, oh, God, I've got to send the text and whatever. Um, so, um, yeah, I've just, I've just found that, that makes me feel better because then it's not hanging. It's not the monkey on my back kind of thing. Um, and some people take it well and some don't. There are some people who really don't like that, though. They do not want to hear that in the end of the first date you want a second date because they'd rather go away and either mull or they don't want to be placed in a position where they have to go, oh, yes, I'd like a second date too. It's a bit like watching the end of first dates when you can play that game where you can go, well, she's going to say yes, but he's going to say no. I can see it in their faces already. Yeah, no, no, I love that bit. But I think sometimes if the chemistry is there and you both know it, you just you go for it and you just you know that you want to see each other again. I'm interested as well at how many uh, dates actually amount to a, a ghosting because we've talked about possibly saying no after the first date. But ghosting traditionally would be when you feel you're actually in some sort of relationship. And then they disappear. No, I mean, I had that happen in real life as well, because the guy was done. We'd had, you know, a longish relationship and whatever. And, and he was just gutless and, you know, avoiding my calls, you know, not texting back, that type of thing. And it was just bullshit. But um, he was completely gutless. And yes, I'd have been hurt if he'd said, look, Siobhan, I don't want this to go any further or whatever. But it would have been a lot kinder than the angst yeah. he put me through for the sort of month um, and me hoping things would change and this and that. But I've realised that as with a lot of things in life, hope is not a very effective strategy for most things. It's so disrespectful as well. And it I, is. And I, I always just think for the moment of the of the anguish that you might have to feel or the awkwardness that you might have to feel in rejecting someone, why can't you put that your own feelings aside and, and think about what that other person is thinking uh, or worrying about in terms of, oh, do I contact them today? Is it over? Is it not over? Or like you say, all of that anguish and turmoil that you go through when yeah. you don't know a relationship has ended or not. When all they need to all they need to do is close the door. Absolutely, and the feisty feminist in me always used to rail and say, "It's one thing to break my heart, but don't insult my intelligence as well." Yeah, <laughs> and that still enough. sort of goes through my head because it is it is pretty insulting. You know, we're all grown ups. G should be for grown ups, then, in that case. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to H, uh, and that is closely related, of course, to ghosting, but quite different in style, though. H stands for haunting. Now, haunting is when an ex tries to sneakily get back into your life by watching your social media, like they're kind of spying on you, but not really subtly enough for you to be unaware of. They're kind of keeping an eye on you, but they don't respond to texts or calls, which makes it quite confusing. How do we feel about haunting? And has anyone haunted or been haunted? Well, I'm not active enough on social media to warrant a haunting like that. But I have had a creepy kind of 
you know, somebody who I had three dates with and then, you know, sort of, you know, wasn't really going anywhere. And I probably ghosted it a bit, if I'm honest. But then every year on my birthday, he would send me a happy birthday text. And the first time I thought, oh, it wasn't that much longer. I thought, oh, that's quite sweet. But the next year when we had no contact, I just thought, oh, creepy. And then on the third year, I thought, oh, definitely not responding to this. So that felt, that felt a bit, that's my closest I can get to haunting. I think that sounds a bit like haunting. The only caveat I'd say to that is if you've given them your date of birth at the time that, you know, you first met, then it can get put in your diary and then these things spring up and you suddenly go, Siobhan, Siobhan, Siobhan. Uh, oh, yeah. That was that date from, uh, oh, date from, from hell. 1998. Oh, it's her birthday. I'll just wish her happy birthday. I know, but it was a bit creepy because it was just never going to go. It, just, it felt creepy to me. So now I've, I've actually stopped doing it to other people. You know, if I was ever guilty of it in the first place, if you think, oh, it'd be quite nice to wish them a happy birthday. If you haven't spoken to them from one year to the next and you weren't ever very close, what's the point? Don't do it. Is that like exactly. like sending a Christmas card to somebody every year, but you don't ever speak to them in the meantime? No, different. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> so santering is OK, but haunting yeah, is yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. It's, all about, it's all very seasonal, John. Fine. Bumbling Dad, uh, ever been haunted? Um, Probably a, a little bit more than haunted. Um, Something actually happened to me last week where I'd, I'd been on a couple of dates in 2019, in, in late summer 2019, two dates with someone um whom I didn't ghost, but who I, I ended it with, actually because I'd met somebody else quite unexpectedly. And she was in touch for a while, and I asked her nicely not to be, um, because, you know, there was no future in it. And she wrote to me for another, I guess, year or more on and off, and sent gifts and things and eventually I saved the last four or five and put them in an envelope and sent them back to her with a note to say um thank you but you know please leave me alone now and then in the last couple of months she popped up on Facebook um I don't really use Facebook anymore but she was there as a people you might know and a week or so ago she um had again I got an email from LinkedIn people are looking at your profile BD and it was her. And then she sent me a message on Twitter in my real name account, fortunately, not my bumbling dad account the other day. So, um, and I had to be quite stern in terms of um, the way that I responded to that. So I don't know whether that's haunting or whether that crosses the boundary into stalking, but mm. um, either way, it makes me every bit as uncomfortable as receiving a birthday card three or four years after the end of a relationship would do. That is an awkward one, isn't it? When somebody you recognise from a dating app has viewed your LinkedIn profile. I don't think that can be called haunting, but it does make you feel slightly nervous, doesn't it? It does. And actually, given how easy it is to disguise your identity on LinkedIn and turn off the feature that tells everybody who you are, you know, there's. I, I think it, it's not unknown for people to do a bit of Googling or internet stalking if they happen to know your full name, either prior to a first date or, or you know, perhaps in the early stages of a relationship. But um, to be doing that a couple of years after you last saw the person that's that's yeah, into the scary. realms of scary mm. yeah, tinder girl sure. you're pretty good uh, and i think bumbling dad as well you're pretty good at disguising who you are uh, and and tinder girl you never let a picture of your face be seen although you will sometimes snap what you're wearing for example i will for dress up not down day i do yes um on twitter but yes i'd never show my face and have you managed to successfully keep your identity secret i have i believe 
<laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Maybe someone will reply to this and say, no, you haven't. So haunting isn't something that we are overly concerned about and, and clearly doesn't happen as regularly as ghosting does, correct? Correct. No, I think so. Correct. And I think probably um, it's it feels probably less um, scary than stalking. And, and especially, I mean, I'm sure a bumbling dad, it's not much fun to be on the receiving end of it as a guy, but it's probably more scary to be on the receiving end of it as a, from, as a female. I'm sure. Uh, you're listening to The Date Advisor. Don't forget, of course, you can ask us questions or point out useful facts to us, which we will do our best to answer, peruse or advise on. Uh, it's simply askdateadvisor at gmail.com, askdateadvisor at gmail.com, which will put you in touch with our small but perfectly formed podcast and crew. <laughs> So let's turn our attention to picking on a profile, our regular feature. And anybody got any profiles they would like to bring to our attention? Too many more funny ones. I've got. I've had lots of guys recently uh, fronting up about being married, but the sex side has gone looking to meet someone for some adult fun. And that's been, uh, I think that's become more prolific um, during lockdown. How about essential you, non-smoker slash vapor? Maximum of two dependent children, large natural breasts, no implants or reduction surgery. Is, is, is that Wayne Lineker? Or... Yes, that's essential that you have those things. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Maximum that's of two marvelous. dependents. Yeah. So if you've got 20 independent children, I guess you're okay. As long as your <laughs> breasts are large. Along that line, this was one I saw which said... A shower thought I recently had, which is the title of a question that Hinge gives you and you then fill in the details. So Hinge has written a shower thought I recently had and then somebody goes, oh, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll fill in that one. I take a cold shower every morning. It's very good for you and you can't put a thought together in those moments. So it's a welcome break from thinking. <laughs> <laughs> very deep. Well, yes, but not particularly endearing. Why would one want to go out with somebody who either thinks way too much or who can't think in a cold shower? I've saved one here only because it 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 qualifies for dating app bingo on pretty much every account if you're a guy, insofar as it's a single photo. And I swear, in the background, there is Live, Laugh, Love on a plaque on the wall. <laughs> the profile, I won't read it verbatim, but it, it includes the words last first date and partner in crime oh, it also no. includes That's two crosses already uh, it, it, chestnuts. let's just say it's got it, it's got a smattering of greengrocers apostrophes across the piece and it finishes Lovely. with the words if you can handle all of this please flick right lol <laughs> wow but you see on on the face of it when somebody wrote that they probably didn't think there was anything majorly wrong with it and here we are extracting the michael out of it are we being slightly po-faced and, and, and mean here? I think the key is that as one gender, you don't get to see the profiles that other people of your gender are, are also have out there, so that you don't get to see the repetition of, you know, hoping, you know, let's get off this app together, hoping it's a last first date, looking for a partner in crime, whatever the cliches are that are out there. But as somebody who, you know, who, when I'm using dating apps, is looking at profiles of, of women, it's, the, the, you know, the common phrases are so common that they simply act as a, as a 
swipe left. No, that's, that's absolutely true. Mm. But then I suppose if you think about the first time user who's never seen that before, and that might appeal to them. And so we're all being very elitist here because we've done it for so long and we know what appeals to us. And these people, as you say, John, you know, that we're sort of slightly taking the mickey out of, there will be somebody out there for them who thinks that they're fabulous. And so because they're not for, for any of us, it doesn't make them bad people. It just means they're not for us. I think we're just jaded, aren't we? Yeah, I'd, I'd use indebted <laughs> rather than elitist. <laughs> my, two of mine were, um, and luckily it's now gone, but I'm hoping to leave the single oh, yeah. market before the UK does. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and the one I really hate is I'm the kind of guy that will open a door for you Ugh. and slap your bum. Or the other one. But I see endless I want the kind of guy who will open really? the door no. for me and slap my ass on the way through. No. Oh, it, it's, yeah, one in, does that, one in eight. Does anyone actually say I want someone wow. to ruin my lipstick, not my mascara? Because it's hideous. Yes. It's so bad. And there's a lot of wanting to dance in the rain Ugh. like nobody's watching if life gives mm. you lemons yeah, or something. Yeah. Well, you can do that. Your own. <laughs> and I fear from our conversation that is where all four of us will still be this time next week when we convene for another one of these. Uh, it, it is interesting. I think we're demonstrating here the, the gulf between men and women where you've got women saying, I want this, and men saying, yes, I'll do this for you. But somehow those profiles never, never seem to meet. match. What are we going to do? Well, tune in next week and find out, uh, because that's all for this episode. Again, a reminder, uh, if you need us to help or possibly hinder the way things are going, uh, you can write to us at askdateadvisor at gmail.com. But until we get to talk again about lust, life, libidos and all things love-related, have fun and stay safe and goodbye. Goodbye.